If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This movie about the industry. A lot of very inside jokes. Mm. Um, And I I kept laughing at stuff that no one else, like the whole theater, because this wasn't in Hollywood, it was somewhere else. And I was like, I've been in the industry too long. (laughs) Did you see The Big Sick? Yeah. Yeah, that was Love pretty that. good, right? That was great. Yeah. It was pretty good. There was a lot of uh, ref- stand-up references in there because he was a stand-up comic. Yeah. And uh, I also, I didn't recognize, unless maybe they're just not L.A. comics, I didn't recognize any of those comics. Like, I think they were all just actors. Um, Normally, they get real comics to play those guys. Well, Bo, Bo Burnham is a, is a, he's pretty big. Yeah. And uh, I think the, the female that was his buddy. Uh-huh. Um, is she a real comic? She's on SNL, I think. Oh, is she? So I don't know if she's if she did stand up, whatever. But these I gotta are... tell you something, Jose. What? <laughs> if the entire SNL cast was in this room right now, I wouldn't fucking know it. Um, well, <laughs> this room, I think you would. But <laughs> yeah, if they were just standing here, like, yeah. why well, are I these think, eight random people? Uh, I mean, I think you know the guy that you could probably pick the guy out that uh, that does all the impressions. He does he does great impressions of like Denzel and uh, whatever, but yeah, there's. Is that the guy who used to do the Fat Albert impression? I don't he know. looks like really really young. He's kind of chubby. No no no, he's a okay. He's I'm a, thinking like, of somebody else. Guy. I mean, I'm sure if I saw these guys, I would know like, hey, I've, he's an actor or, or whatever. Right, but right, right. I don't know. You wouldn't place him as SNL. who's currently on SNL. I don't know who writes for it. Yeah yeah. I've never been an SNL guy. I really like the idea of the old SNL. <laughs> like, I yeah. like people that came from it. Yeah. Um, sometimes I like going back and watching, like, some old ones with Chevy Chase. Yeah. And stuff. That's cool and interesting. I, 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 I think what's interesting, have you ever done a, a sketch show? No. I did a, I did a sketch show at Second City mm-hmm. where I was the host. And they treated it. was very much like Saturday Night Live. Uh, it's called TMI which lasted for a while and I got to host it and it was it was so much fun but here's the thing I noticed right so these guys are all sketch writers but they've been in it a long time they've been doing it for years and years so when I went to the script reading the stuff that made me laugh really loud because I'm not a sketch artist that's what in the show ended up making the audience laugh really loud okay and the stuff that they all laughed at really loud the audience kind of didn't laugh that or didn't laugh at all or it wasn't as strong so I still knew what it was like to be an audience member, and they kind of they had been in it so long that when they wrote, they didn't write for the audience members, and that's what I always you can't you write it, you try it in a you know a, a sit where everybody reads right uh, a table read, mm-hmm. but you don't really know if it's going to be funny. Sure. Until you know, and I was like, and I was so happy that I chose stand up. <laughs> 
Because, right, it's painful when we go and we tell a joke at an open mic or, you know, a showcase that doesn't mean anything where you're yeah. like, I got a new one, I'm going to try it tonight. And it doesn't hit, but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty, like, immediate. Yeah. Like, you know right away. With Saturday Night Live, those guys practice all week. <laughs> I know. And then they In front work, of no one. In front of no one. And then they go that day and they try it. And when it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. And then, and, and I can only imagine. I don't understand the cognitive dissonance where they don't like. You know, maybe we shouldn't be that confident about yeah. these jokes. Like we sat in these table reads week in and week out, and we get a fifty percent success rate on our punchlines, and then we go to the show the night of the show, and it, you know, and we we, we just don't learn our lesson. Um, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. Like, yeah, so it was very interesting. But being a stand-up comic, you know going in that you can have a bunch of people sitting around a table and going like, oh, that's funny, oh, that's funny, and writing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. know it's you, it, it comes down Until to you when try you actually it. do it. Until you try it, yeah. And being a comic, you're right. Like It can be painful and it can taste like ass in your mouth to go up there and do a bit and it doesn't really work out. Yeah. Uh, but you can be more confident in your act because it's immediate. Yeah. You know, those yeah. sketch guys can't write a sketch I know. And then go do it immediately but that day. Being a comic, like I, you can just, <laughs> you can, like I know by now going in that like this, this is the first time it's fifty fifty. Is it, it's going to go somewhere or it's not? Am I going to eat a dick or it's not? Well, I don't know if it's a joke that you're like a, a thing that you're used to writing, mm-hmm. like material that you're used to, a thing that you're a style that you're used a to, a comfortable or a subject matter that yeah. you're very comfortable writing about. You can have like a really high success. Sure. Like percentage rate based on feel like I think this is going to be funny and I can be like 90% sure it's when you're doing a joke about something you've never talked about before or in a style you've never done before that's the one where you're like I don't, I don't yeah. know but I like that though I love it yeah I love it I, sometimes I, your setups open mics don't bother yeah, me yeah. I love going in and doing a bit and I kind of for open mics I kind of like when it doesn't work more than when it does <laughs> because like that's the fun part is you get to know what doesn't work and then you get to go home and break down the science of it and figure yeah. out why it didn't work and I, I think, think the I best part is uh, when you tell a joke to a, a, a crowded like a bunch of comics, and they laugh, and you're like, "That's that may be a good sign, or that may be I a know. terrible sign. That they may be a you know a back of the room joke I hate when that you, an audience will be like." I hate when comics and open mics do jokes that they could only be done in front of other comics, like the right, only, right, right. you know what I mean? Just like, so I gave them the light, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like only a comic's gonna know the yeah. why, why that punchline's funny. Yeah. It's like, bro, don't waste our time by doing this stuff. Yeah. You're never gonna do it again. Yeah, um, or, or they will, and yeah. it won't work. <laughs> right, or they but go super dark sketch. Yeah, man, they're just sitting there getting all amped up all week, and yeah, yeah, just, yeah. oh man. There's this um, open mic that I just found out about recently that I guess it's every week and it's like starts late like at 10 o'clock and it's like on Santa Monica over the hill. Yeah. And uh, someone told me it's a it's a it's a sketch improv show. It's a sketch improv open mic. Okay. So I guess you can go in there and work on whatever you're working on. Yeah. And then um, there's real audience in there watching. And then every now and then they'll put up a stand-up comic to do an open mic to run his open mic five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – there's like three uh, open mic comics that jump in the middle. And yeah. when they told me that, I was like, hey, <laughs> do you want to see my impression of <laughs> sketch comedy? No, no, no. I said, this is my impression of an audience member at a sketch comedy show. And then a stand up comedian comes out. You ready? Uh, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that being said, let's get this podcast started, everybody. <laughs> I got uh, Jose Sardui here with me. He's my guest. I don't have my co-host with me today. Uh, he couldn't make it, so it's just a one-on-one here with me and Sardui. 
And um, thank you guys for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by BenefitPackages.com. It is that season where it's time to get your health insurance, everybody. If you don't have it already, you absolutely need to hit them up because if you're like me for the longest time and you didn't have health insurance, you don't even know where to begin. Uh, it's so complicated, so many rules and laws and, and paperwork. I don't even know where to begin, so I just wouldn't go to the doctor. Don't be one of those guys. Get your health insurance and just let professionals do it for you. And if you already have health insurance and, and uh, you don't like it or it's time to switch, you're going to hit them up because open enrollment is here. Starting November 1st, you can, uh, you can switch plans. You can buy a plan. It starts November 1st, and that's the only time of the year where you can, where you can get it. So now's the time. And for seniors, it started already. So if you're over 65 or know somebody 65, you got to hit them up. So it's BenefitPackages.com or even better, and I prefer it, if you guys call 1-800-356-3615. And uh, you're going to talk to a live person. You're not going to answer any questions. You're not going to hit prompts, have to hit two for Spanish, nothing like that. You're just going to talk to a person. You're going to tell them that Parishioner's Podcast sent you, and they're going to help you out. And when you tell them that Parishioner's Podcast sent you, you are going to get their services absolutely free because they're going to get compensated for signing you up for the health insurance company. Whichever company you decide, they get paid from them just for signing you up. So you pay nothing. So you might as well have the professionals do it for you. And also, when you tell me you're from my podcast, on top of it being free, you get a free gift with it. You can get two free movie tickets or a Starbucks gift card just for saying that we sent you. So you're helping out my podcast. You're getting your health insurance, getting healthy, getting your life right. And at the, at the same time, you know, you get a little free gift as well. Uh, with the, it's like having a lawyer for your health insurance. Let them, And then they're there with you the whole year while you have it. So if you've got problems, you got a claim, you got to submit. Uh, you know, the, the, your, your bill is something crazy. They'll, they'll call them up and fight for you and do all that stuff for you. Um, so benefitpackages.com or 1-800-356-3615 and tell them we sent you. This is Parishioners Podcast, Jose Sardui and me. Let's get started. The world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger in video. her thumb in the shade. It's like some quality video for the 90s. <laughs> Maybe it's just my iPhone. Well, the video from the, it's the MTV video, right? Yeah. Back when that was a thing. <laughs> What's that song? The music, music used to be on MTV. <laughs> I don't know this. Right. You remember that song with music used to be on MTV? No. Your teacher in high school? No, you don't remember that? I when did know. Motley Crue become classic rock? Oh, no. No? no? no Fuck, no, it's no. a good song. Yeah. I don't even remember what that was. I'll have to I figure it out and play one. it for you guys next time. <laughs> I think your sponsors would be very proud of you that you have their phone number memorized. Well, you bro. Didn't. <laughs> you didn't. I thought you were reading it, and I'm like, he's looking at YouTube. <laughs> to bring up the yeah. music, he's got that number memorized. It's been uh, three months, two episodes a week of okay. them being our spot, our sponsor. It's good you got it down. Yeah. So and then uh, the last. Plus, I try to switch it up. I hate when you listen to a podcast and it's like everything's always the same. You yeah. Know, the, like the script. Right. Right. It's coming from the heart a little bit. Like you know, you're trying to help people out. Get I some like health it. insurance. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't use the emergency room as your 
uh, healthcare. Um, <laughs> this is your one healthcare option. Well, even still, even if you do, they're going to charge you for that shit too. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll bankrupt you. Yeah. But, and then when you can't pay, everybody else has got to pay. So it's. Bro, I either was, way, the uh, system's terrible. I grew up in a family that was like, you know, not only not only poor, but just. We weren't the type of people to just run to the doctor for every little thing. Yeah. You know, like if even if in an emergency, if somebody was like, I'm going to call you an ambulance, I'd be sitting there with like my arm hanging off. I'd be like, no, don't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, here's my insurance card. They'll send somebody. You know what I mean? Like, because right. that, that ambulance ride is going to be like 1500 Yeah, we had a lot of that in my family. It was a lot of. Um, a lot of things that some people were like, that's what? Like when I had a fever, my father, my stepfather would make me go play in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's like go stand in the sun because of <laughs> vitamin D or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that was our family. Like if, old school if, if you're still feeling bad, then, you know, we'll think about it. But it was <laughs> – and also uh, my mom used suppositories. So I was just afraid to be sick. Oh, Jesus. Honestly. Dude, really? <laughs> so, yeah. Anything like uh, that you had like a stomach-related – I just, I think I, I fought, I fought it off, almost psychosomatically. I just didn't like, just no. hunched over, yeah. dying. I didn't nothing. I didn't want. Are you anything. okay? I didn't want anything on my butt, man. Because <laughs> people don't think about it like, oh, it's a pill that goes up your butt. But when you think about it in the nuts and bolts of how that works, you know, as a kid, you just want to spit that back out. So my mom would have to stick it in and then, like, pinch my butt cheeks together and hold me down. How old are you? I was like seven or eight. Okay, and so so that's that's why I like <laughs> like seventeen. When people would go home sick from school, I'm like, "Are you crazy?" I just yeah. assumed everybody's parents was doing this. Oh, stuff, now they but... all do it. The kids now they're all going home sick. Yeah, every a cough. I'm nauseous. Yeah, my nephew. No. My nephew the other day called me. Well, you got to come pick me up from school. I'm like, why? And he's like, I I have a stomach ache. And I'm yeah. like, bro, get your back your ass back in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I didn't. It would have to take something serious for me to go home. I had a I had a 103 fever at school once, yeah. and I and I didn't leave. Like I went to the to the the, the nurse or whatever, yeah. and she's like, "You want me to call your mom?" I'm like, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, um, don't do that. Can I get like, an ice pack? Just give me an ice pack. <laughs> like I, I had a fever. Yeah, and I asked for an ice pack. Yeah, let me just lay no. here for a minute. Get a cold towel, put it on my head. Right. So old school methods like that, man. Yeah, and then my family, you know, they've got some some Santeria people. Yeah, so oh, that's would, right. Yeah. Would, my grandmother is a devout Catholic, mm-hmm. but then she would, like, do very Santero stuff. Yeah, uh, well, you're Cuban, bro. Yeah, and I'd be like, what, is this in the Bible? Where is this in the Bible? <laughs> yeah, that's just some shit her mother taught her. But Latino, but Latino, uh, I think Catholics from Florida specifically, we have a different different way to do religion. Like the saints are huge, yeah. Right, for saints the, for are La- huge. The sa- saints are huge for Latinos, you know. Yeah. But you look at American Catholics. A lot of American Catholics are pretty much just, you know, Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Mary. That's kind of the mm-hmm. that's kind of the quad the quadruple, right? And Mary's second second tier. But in the in the Latino community, like it is about the saints. They pray right to this right to the saints. Yeah, like you know, like I'm Italian Catholic. We got yeah. like Mary and Jesus Jesus yeah. pictures in the living room. That's right. Yeah. But like in a Latin one, they'll have like Saint s- Thomas. Like who the fuck is Saint Thomas? Yeah. And they're like, we got him on the wall. Statue of Lazarus with a bunch of dogs yeah. around him. It's just like, what are you? Who's that on your wall? Is that your grandmother? <laughs> That's Saint Francis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh man, yeah, I, I'm Catholic too, bro, but not that hardcore. No one practiced Santeria. I mean, I'm, it's, it's pretty big with the Cubans, huh? Well, it's uh, that there was a lot of uh, the African influence in mm-hmm. the islands, and so it, it bled together on some of the stuff. You know? Some of that crazy shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all. Everybody just takes the parts they like. I yeah. mean, if you look at uh, there's like Hebrew temples that they found in the Middle East that have like. Greek gods on them yeah. and stuff, so they it all kind of mixes together. So you if you got a flu, yeah, you your can't. mom's got like this dead chicken and like salt and <laughs> pennies around it and shit. Yeah, we didn't do anything with candles. dead animals, thankfully. Oh man! Um, but I knew I knew friends of mine that were Haitian, you know, growing up in Miami, and they're they had family that did that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, Joey Diaz is Cuban, and he told me that he, he they did some dead animal shit. Oh, in his family? Yeah, yeah. I He's mean, told me some stories. It just—it all bleeds together, man. Um, when you when you believe in something that's unverifiable, you can yeah. you can make up whatever you want. And my uh, old school grandmother would, uh, you know, things like that with just like the boiling pot of uh, Vicks vapor rub. Oh, Vicks and, vapor and rub. And you that put was... your face over it with the towel behind you. I mean, uh, I mean, Sebastian Maniscalco has a really funny bit about that because you know yeah. he grew up with Italian background too, and he talks yeah. about them cutting potatoes and boiling it and putting it on your head. It's like <laughs> this shit is all real, man. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Vicks vapor rub. My mom used to put it on oh. uh, on your chest, right? On yeah, your you chest, put it on your then, chest, and then you put a, a napkin over it so it doesn't bleed into your clothes, mm-hmm. and you put your shirt on, and you put it under your nose like you're gonna go see a dead body, and yeah. that's how you sleep. Put it on your throat. Yeah, on you your throat, sore throat, all that stuff. It yeah. opens everything up. I'm gonna tell you something, Jose. I got a bottle, not a bottle. It's a little short one. Yeah, a Vicks Vapor Rub next to my bed right now. <laughs> I have one in my. Yeah, little, I don't have any any drugs. I don't use. I don't yeah, use yeah, aspirin. Yeah. I don't use anything. Oh, you don't. But I, I, have, I have Vicks Vapor Rub. Vicks right Vapor Rub, bro. Because in actuality, some of that stuff ends up working, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, what's the solution to the cold? A common cold, only your body can can fight it off. Yeah. Right. But how do you give your body the best chance to win, right? Yeah. You got to get sleep. You got to be able to sleep. And, Rest. And how do you yeah, yeah. and how do you sleep? You got to be able to breathe. So taking an antihistamine or you know uh, like a Nyquil and then doing the Vicks, if that's what you need at night to get you to sleep, then your body gets to take care of it. So sometimes, yeah. sometimes you those the rules those <laughs> you know yeah those uh, those old old school cures actually work. They do. Most of the time they, they work for the wrong reason, but they still work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I've always and still to this day have a horrible, <laughs> horrible sinuses and, and I can't breathe through my nose half the time and I get anxiety. And yeah. right now I cannot breathe through my nose. Oh. Like right this second I can't. That's terrible. It, it's, it's so annoying. You want And you're in front of people and you want to just stop and go and blow yeah. it fucking out or something <laughs> like that. So sometimes I go to bed and it's like this and I got I to gotta put Vicks on yeah. my nose and I can it opens yeah. it up and I can breathe a little bit so the wife loves you bro I make, <laughs> I make a point to make sure that I don't put it on until after sex yeah after sex I'll put it on I do she doesn't ask me to she never said yeah. nothing I just do it that's for good me. that's very considerate of you buddy you're just like baby baby yeah Okay, stop. listen, bros. This is my second time, time around the, the parks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, learn your lessons. That's good. Yeah, man. There's certain things that like I'll do. Like, like you can walk around the house naked sometimes in mm-hmm. front of your partner, but depending on what you're doing, yeah, you know, like you can't ever. I'll tell my wife too if we're having an argument, she starts changing her clothes in front of me while we're arguing. Still, she's like, you know, they're putting on their pajamas or whatever. I'll yeah. tell her like, don't fucking do that. That's a rule of mine. I don't even want. I don't want to associate your naked body with me having an argument. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even want that. I don't want to walk into the room and see you, like, you know, naked cleaning something. Like, <laughs> I feel like this, I don't know if I'm right, but I just feel like this is, like, things that could help a marriage stay, like, well, what exciting you're longer. Well, you're just, I'm a science nerd, so okay. what you're describing is uh, neuroplasticity, okay. uh, as I think the terminology for it. You can train your brain to associate different things, right? So mm-hmm. if you have a, if, like, for instance, if you hear a certain song and you have a car accident during that song, sure. now whenever that song comes up, it just attaches itself to you. So you are creating a thing where you don't want two feelings attached, yeah. right? And so you're like, listen, when I'm when we're mad at each other, I don't want to see you naked because mm-hmm. I want to see, see you naked be like good times, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a very, that's a way to train your brain. That's why I stopped watching porn. Yeah. Like really? it was messing with my brain in the bedroom, you know, because uh, you you trained your body. This is how you orgasm, and then you get in there with a woman, and your body's like, "Well, uh, this is fun, but um, can we get back to the yeah the thing we were watching?" I've I've I've, I've dealt with that. <laughs> I've definitely had to deal with that. Yeah, so. uh, but I'm not gonna stop watching porn. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that hard to stop. Like quitting sugar, that was hard. Really? Uh, yeah, like like processed sugary foods. Like there's sugars and everything, but like mm-hmm. knowingly like getting a donut. Oh man, that is so hard. I, and there's tons of donut places here in, in so- oh, yeah. SoCal. It's just it's it's a challenge for me every time with bacon on it. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I just like the basic like. If you bring Krispy Kremes in here, I I, I may not be able to do the podcast with you. <laughs> You'd have to leave because it'd be too too much temptation. I would be I would be uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, it's not that bad, but it, uh, where I'm like, I have to leave, but it makes me uncomfortable. What would be a good snack to have if someone's gonna have you over? Oh, like a veggie tray. A veggie tray, like yeah, celery, the bam, yeah. What about some ranch with it? No, I don't. Oh, I don't. I'm not a dipper. Not a dipper, just like baby carrots. Baby carrots and some <laughs> <laughs> a little fruit. No fruit. No, too no. Too much sugar. Yeah, too much sugar in the wow. fruit. Wow, bro. Yeah. But that, I kind of have I, a little fruit. Yeah, every so often. But it's very. That's the only medicine in the world is fruit and fucking Vicks face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I had all this shit. I fucking did this. My old school, same thing. Old school mentality. My my parents carried it on. This is this is a this is a true story. Um, I was doing it on stage for a while. This story actually, but it, not anymore because it only went with like a bit I was doing about. Not having, not being one of those people that runs to the doctor, right? And when you do that, it kind of gets into health insurance. And this time, it, right about now, is not a good time. I, I, I stopped liking talking about it because everybody wanted to chime in their opinion, right? And uh, so I just had to stop. <laughs> but I was telling the story. This really happened to me. I uh, was about eleven, maybe nine or eleven, I'd say. Okay, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I was in a tree. In, in like uh, my dad's buddy's house, and I was like just fucking up around in a tree. When you when when you got no friends and you got three <laughs> sisters and no brothers, you just fucking find entertainment in a tree. So I was up in a tree. I had one too. In the backyard. <laughs> a tree, yeah. And just climb and just sit up there. And my mom goes like, "All right, we're leaving. Come on, let's go." And I jumped out of the tree and landed on my feet. But when I landed on my feet, I guess I was a little too high up yeah, to be right. landing on my feet. And my knee popped, Ooh. like the kneecap, the patella. Yeah, it fucking popped up, and you can literally see my kneecap up in my thigh. 
Oh. Like that bone. You could see it out there. Yeah. And I thought my fucking leg was broken. I, right. You know what I mean? I was like freaking out. Like, look at this fucking shit. My knee's in my thigh. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the, you think we went to the doctor? No. Nope. Then we went to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Nobody called the ambulance. We just drove home. <laughs> and then I was like screaming in pain. It was so fucking painful. Yeah. And <clears throat> my dad tied a pillowcase around <laughs> above where the bump was yeah <laughs> and tied it real tight <laughs> and pulled it down and no he just made me keep, he just made me keep it elevated it didn't go back down for like weeks really and ev- it went down like a little bit every day and every day he'd move the fucking pillowcase <laughs> a little <laughs> and i was just sitting there with my leg just elevated like just straight like that and i remember like that night yeah or that day, rather, because that was, like, early in the morning when I did that with my knee. And then that day, we were, there was, the whole family was going to go to, like, a beach day yeah. right after that. And, uh, and so they went to the beach, and, and they left me behind. Like, I'll never forget <laughs> that. They didn't even cancel, like, family beach day. They, all, they left me with a pillowcase tied around my leg, and they all yeah. went still. Right, right. And they came back at, like, 9 o'clock at night. And I was like, what the fuck were you guys all day? And they said they stayed and watched the sunset <laughs> I'll never forget this like it was yesterday and then I go you still didn't watch the sunset one of my sisters goes yeah we saw dolphins jumping up and down and everything and I was so I'm like I've never seen dolphins once when I went to the I was furious bro and still to this day uh, my knee hurts like a bitch like um, when I <clears throat> when I was a lot heavier yeah. and I would walk it would always hurt me um, now that I've lost a lot of weight, it's, it doesn't hurt me to walk. Um, right. Occasionally, it comes and goes. Right. Um, cold weather. Yeah. When it's about to rain, I can tell you. Yeah. It's you a know. weird It's a weird thing, man. Like, um, I, you know Kira Sultanovich? Yes. Kira has this great bit about her Russian parents and, mm-hmm. and allergies and stuff. Like, they just didn't care about what you... <laughs> you know, it was a different time. And it was just because they... They cared more than their parents cared, and their parents cared more than the previous parents yeah. cared. You have to understand: the further back you go, the more people don't give a shit. More kids are labor. Uh-huh. You know, you you are you are breeding to have farmhands. Your house. Yeah, you're yeah. breeding farmhands. Yep. Is essentially what you're doing. Yeah, um, you were and you were passing on your legacy, mm-hmm. but the main thing was, well, I need somebody to help around the house who I don't have to hire. Right, so at, at very little young age, yeah. you know, and then kids working in factories 14 hours a day. The further back you go, the less people care about children. Yeah. So uh, you may think your parents, compared to now, our parents are a little bit, you know, what I would say, uh, you know, unfeeling, right? But if you go back a generation, you'd be like, wow, that's my parents were all right. My yeah. parents were all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I've heard my dad literally say when I was younger, mm-hmm. right in front of me, like you know, doing like one of his buddies was like, "Oh man, he's really helpful around the house." I'm like, I've literally heard my dad go, "Well, what the fuck do you think you have kids for?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. If you think about his parents, they had seven kids. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot of them did work for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad didn't because he was the youngest and he was kind of the rebel and he went out. You know, he lived in Brooklyn, and that's where he grew up, and he went out in the streets and got into trouble. But, like, the other right. brothers, well, mostly all of them went into the same type of business, even. Yeah. Um, you know, two of my uncles owned bakeries. Yeah. That were, you know, like like factory bakeries. Not like yeah. not like you can go in and, hey, let me get two of them. No, like, right. a, like a, they, 
one of my uncles still owns his bakery that he distributes bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his clients is fucking Disneyland. Yeah. He distributes all the bread to Disneyland. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah. You're right. Like, they, but it's they a product of the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you look at those are probably right after the war, right? So after the World War Two, yeah, where you're talking about, you know, millions of people, you know, killed, mm-hmm. right? So they they continued a previous legacy where you had lots of kids, and it didn't really hurt because there there you know there was enough going around for the number of people there were, but the generation before that. You had a lot of children because a lot of them were going to die from polio. You're going to have seven kids; four of them were going to pass away. Shit, man. As little, you know, yeah. or in or in the you know right after birth. So, the further back you go, the more messed up. Today's it is. thinking is just like, well, why would we have any then? You know yeah, you mean? don't need to. You don't need to. Well, what everybody says is you, you should replace yourself. That's the, you know, what I mean, just to keep the human race going. If you're gonna feel any responsibility to have yeah. children, you know. But there's so many motherfuckers having like two or three of them. I'm like, I'm all set. Yeah, you don't you know. need another one. Yeah, I mean, 19 and Counting was a TV show. That is not a thing uh-huh. that's all that uncommon. Uh, there's enough people. You yeah, know what I mean, you know, too much, <laughs> too much. One would say, <laughs> too many people. Yeah, when yeah. you drive in traffic, that's when it really hits you. Oh there's man, too many people. Fuck, dude. But there isn't there isn't too many people for the space. Right? There's plenty of space. If you've been to Montana or Wyoming <laughs> sure. or Canada, yeah. like Canada away from where the border is, where all the cities are, but you go further north, there's plenty of room. There's just not a lot of livable room where yeah. people can live. And if you're not an entertainer, I have no idea why you don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> like, great space. It's probably beautiful, probably very inexpensive to own a home in certain yeah. areas. And just, like, I... I but everybody wants to come here. We well, go where the work is. You go where the work there's is. If no you're work. an entertainer, you know. But, well, but even no in, work there, there's no work. But if what, what is there to do there? How much money do you possibly need? Right. But I'm you own I, your if home. They, if and we you ever come go home and you watch TV, you watch Netflix. You're still gonna get Netflix. Yeah. You sit I mean, on if, your couch. If we get to a point where, like, everybody is off the grid, essentially. So you can, you know, you have a house, and you buy that house, and that house runs on solar power and wind and water and it has a battery that charges really fast and you never have to be on the grid so you never even have to pay into a system if you have a greenhouse that it grows your food so you never have to leave your house sure essentially when we get to that place then i think people will start leaving the cities yeah you know what i mean but then you're going to have uh supermarkets closer by to that area then when you start building building supermarkets in that area no you don't need supermarkets because you're growing plants in your home yeah well, so 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 markets will be a luxury. Well, not everybody's gonna right, but I give mean, up all these foods. Not not right away, but I mean, if you're poor, but you at least have that house, you never have to leave that house, and so it gives you a, a starting off. I hear point. what you're saying in theory. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like we'll still have markets, but they will yeah. be significantly reduced because there will be a, a luxury. Well, that's only that's like going backwards to what we used to have. That's how it used to be. Yeah, but people didn't have the you didn't have solar and it, well the and thing was yeah it was the way you used to be you used to be independent but you had to work for it from sure. 5 a.m yeah. to sunset and then you went to bed exhausted mm-hmm. and that's why you had children well, now about, it's an all automated system so you essentially can spend the day forget about these, these excluded areas there's, yeah. there's all these other areas too that you know you could move to like a nice town mm-hmm. in massachusetts a little small town <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, this probably Seattle. Let's go to Seattle. Get a nice little house, a little cute little house or something. You just like named that. two places that are exorbitantly expensive. Yeah, they so. could be expensive. <laughs> well, there's some parts in Massachusetts you can get a cool little house for like three hundred thousand. Tell you what, though, Seattle, man, those people honor that HOV lane. Like, they do not <laughs> violate it. Their, their discipline is, I think, it really surprised me. Really like, like it was back to back, like bumper to bumper, and that HOV lane was empty. Yeah. And people were zooming, you know, every so often. I was like, you people yeah. really care about the rules here. Like, that was amazing. What about, like, uh, what about Texas? Yeah, Texas is big. I mean, a lot of a lot of my buddies bought houses down there because you yeah. can get like a you can get a three bedroom. Like, I know. Like two, two, two. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 2,000, 2,200 square feet, square foot house with two car garage for 150 grand in, uh, in some, know, of the ta- some towns in Texas. And I, I, I mean, I thought about that, but I don't, I don't like houses. Mm. So, cause there's, there's way too, like I would rather, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. rather buy a condo. You're way if, too responsible. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't need lawns and all mm-hmm. the. That's too independent for me to buy. So I, I think if I would buy anything, it would be like a. Actually, what I end up want what I what I end up buying in terms of real estate is because um, I I know a guy that did this is uh, strip malls. So like the little strip mall yeah. where they put stores in. I mean that is the greatest deal. Yeah, if you can buy some shit, bro. If you can buy one because you're not a landlord. You are selling space, yeah. so they you don't have to. If their electricity breaks, I know they supplied it. They fixed. I mean, the only thing you have to fix is the roof if something happens. But even then, it's if they didn't cause it. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you buy it in a good area and businesses fill it up, yeah, this commercial stuff, it I pays know. itself. I mean, they're expensive. You, you know, take you a million dollars to buy mm-hmm. one. Maybe, but maybe within more, depending on where you are, maybe more. Within four years, they end up paying themselves, and then that's. A million dollars in in rent yeah. every four years. If you I mean, can, I think that's the best investment is, is yeah. real estate. But uh, but, uh, but and that particular real estate and I, and that's what I I mean I maybe it's that's different now. But ten years ago, I heard about that. And I'm like, ooh, that's what I want to get. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. My point being though is just I do anywhere. Yeah. 
just anywhere else besides here <laughs> if you're not in the entertainment industry. I don't understand why anyone here lives well, grew or up here, works man. here. I mean, you maybe so. Where are you from? Don't you know? I'm from here. Yeah. How many people do you know leave their ho- their hometowns? It's not everybody just a- in Los Angeles has has left their hometown to live in Los Angeles. But the people that were born here and grew up here, just look at everywhere else in America. The I I, I, I right yeah they don't. I, leave. I could look at my high school yearbook and the number of people that left town after high school is is not is is a very significant minority. So they're from there, so they just stay. But that's my point, though. Right. It's just like I don't understand why. Like like maybe after like twenty thirty years, you just be like, you know what? I haven't gone for one audition. <laughs> why do I live in this town? <laughs> Why do I pay uh, three grand for a studio apartment? Why, do, why right, right, right. you know, I, I don't get it. Why do I sit in traffic for two hours just to go ten miles? Yeah. It, well, I mean, I, if you, if you leave the, the the where the studios are and you leave Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a little more reasonable. But not a lot of people want to live, yeah. you know, that far away. I mean, you can you can live in like you know cheaper areas, but like yeah. who wants to fucking live there? It's fucking ghetto. <laughs> What's the point of being here then? You know, even my parents, bro. My parents are not in the entertainment industry at all, yeah. and they've. I was born here because they lived here already. And Why? Why did they live here? I don't. My mom's from here originally, okay. and my dad's from New York, and uh, he moved here, uh, and they met, and they just fucking stayed. Um, but they're not in the entertainment industry at all. Like I always tell them, like <laughs> my dad could do. Yeah, commercials or something like he's got a, he can do like a you know some fucking pizza pie like he, <laughs> he some pizza commercial he's a big fucking like just 300 pound dude have you seen my dad before no, I'm he's like that. a 300 pound dude who's my height maybe two inches taller than me <laughs> with a handlebar mustache Italian from New York and I'm like bro Chef Boyardee your dad is Chef Boyardee even if you can't act worth a yeah. shit fucking go to a commercial audition <laughs> if not go to Texas like get, take mom and go buy a like, cute little property right. like, what the fuck are you doing here living in an apartment you know what I mean like and it's just I don't know I don't get it <laughs> yeah I, I, don't, I don't I don't understand why all these people are here if I wasn't a comic I'd be gone already yeah well it's just uh, it's it's change man change is hard like I remember I I I lived on the road for a year and a half. So I closed I shut up my apartment. I put my whatever 700 square foot apartment in a 10 by 10 storage facility which was like seriously playing Tetris. It was like <laughs> do 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 yeah. like putting everything in there. And you close it and it's right up to the door and it goes up to the ceiling. And then I just lived out of my car mm-hmm. for um a couple years. It was awesome. Like, it was great. Like, minimalist living. I told a comic friend of mine, um, oh, his last name is Reese, uh, out of New York, and, and I told him about it, and I was like, yeah, he's like, you happy? And I go, yeah, man, I'm really happy. He's like, I would kill myself. That sounds like yeah. the worst thing I've ever, you know, because that is a huge change. It's a big sacrifice. For most people. It, it, they think it's a sacrifice, but in, in the end, it's very freeing. Yeah, because you know, at first I had the the whole back seat jammed up. I couldn't even use my rearview mirror, and as I was on the road more, I just kept putting more jamming more stuff into the little holes that were left in storage, to where the car was even barely full. You know what I mean? I just needed less and less stuff. Yeah, and uh, you figure out that that stuff's all unnecessary. So, um, but it's the change that that affects people. That's that's what they're scared of. It's, yeah, I can understand that fear. 
Because it's like people say there's no when there was no work, right? And people's like, there's no jobs. I'm like, there's no good jobs, mm-hmm. but there's jobs. You may have to leave your city. You may have to go somewhere you don't want to live. Yeah. But there's jobs. There's, yeah, exactly right. There's not good jobs, but there's jobs. There's jobs. You I mean, can, if you could go work in the fields. Yeah. Right? Or you pick, could have like three vegetables. different jobs. Yeah. Two, you know, two jobs, three jobs that pay little yeah. and you, you know, enough to get by. You know there's work when there's people coming from other countries not speaking your language yeah. and they're getting work. Right, so there's there's not a job shortage. There's just a good job shortage. Sure. Um, and the only reason those people take those jobs is because there were worse jobs where they were from. You know what I mean? Like they paid less. It was almost slave labor. So they moved here, and it's 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 an improvement. Well, let's talk about this fear of change. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I completely understand a fear of change. Mm. Change is scary. Especially because you don't know what's going to happen, it could it could lead to failure in certain circumstances. Right. Um, but change itself, it can be scary. But it's it, if you think about it, it really doesn't matter. So let's say if you live in Los Angeles and you you know you go like you know what this guy's right. I'm not a fucking comic. I'm not an actor. <laughs> I'm not trying to be in a band or nothing like that. I don't do voiceovers. Right. Why am I paying twenty five hundred a month for my one bedroom apartment? Right. Let me go to this little neighborhood. It's cute, okay. Uh, it, it's, it's it's not L A. It's not as fun. It's not as live, and it's not as happening. But it's like a nice little area. It's affordable. I can live better. Mm-hmm. It'll be an upgrade as far as like my living arrangement. Okay, so you're right. there now. So now yeah. you're like, why am I not going to go? I'm afraid of change. Okay. Yeah. And what's a new, new city? New city, new, new friends. State, no yeah. friends. But here's the thing it's easy for me to say because I've traveled a lot and I've picked cities that I could go. Mm. I would live there. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I've seen like the real estate. I'm like, okay, I can, I could, if I ever was in a comic, I'm fucking going here, you know? Right. Um, and then I have friends in that area too as well. So I, I would be fine. Mm-hmm. I would miss my friends and family here, but I would be fine. But if, yeah, so you have that change, right? You have that fear of change. But if you're not a comic and you're not in the entertainment industry, what is it that you really have to do? Because there are hundreds of thousands of people in this town that simply uh, wake up in the morning, they go to work, mm-hmm. they come home, they unwind from work, they have dinner with their wives or vice versa, or they, they put on some TV, they watch their show, maybe they go for a walk, maybe they take the dog for a thing, maybe they meet up a friend for a drink, right. you go to bed and do it all over again. Yep. And you're just working for the weekend, and Saturday and Sunday's there, and you go like, where are we going to go out? Yeah. If you're in Los Angeles, somebody says, where are we going to go out? And your buddy goes, let's go to this bar. And you go, I've never been there. You go, it's new, it's supposed to be cool, let's mm-hmm. check it out. That's change. Mm-hmm. But because it's around the corner, you're not afraid. Yeah, but it's still a bar you've never been to before. So when you're in a new town, now, now when you moved, you yeah. can do the same thing. Like I drive, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian, and I have been since I was 20 years old, and I'm almost 30 now. Yeah, and I drive down the street, and I look around. I, uh, no offense to anybody, regular, normal people, mm-hmm. and I could, I, I'm so envious of them. <laughs> but then again, I go like, how do you do it? <laughs> How do you go to come home from work and then you just go sit on the couch? I I, I do it once a week and I'm just like oh I, I felt that felt so good. 
to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. You know what I mean? Like that's like a little luxury, but they do it every day. And if you do it every day, why the fuck are you here? Well, you know, that's that's the Socratic line, right? Socrates, yeah. you know, an unexamined <laughs> life is not worth living. Like, what do you... Yeah, you know that Socrates quote, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> Go to one audition. That's a paraphrase of Socrates right there. Here's the thing that, that I that you made a great point about, is that the problem with being afraid of change is that change is the constant. Mm-hmm. Every day you're changing. Every day you're getting older. Yeah, I think it's like every seven years, all of the atoms in your body are different than the ones you had seven years ago. They're completely different atoms. They've all changed out. So you are made of completely different materials in the same shape. So constant, the constant thing in the universe is change. Um, so you should embrace it instead of fear it. Because it's the one, it's the one thing you can hold on to. Um, and the other thing you said that, that I thought was great is he's like, yeah, I see towns that I would want to live in, and I, I have never seen a town that I would want to live in. You've never seen one? No. Ever? No. What about the one that you live in? No, I wouldn't live here. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I would live here. I live here for entertainment. What about your hometown? No, I would not live in Miami. I, I wouldn't live in Cuba where I'm from. I wouldn't. There's no city that I've ever been to that I would say I would like to call this home. I'm most comfortable traveling. Why is that? It's just my natural place. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the place that feels right. You know, when I get to a city, I go visit it, I experience it, and then after a few days, I leave. Yeah. That's, to me, that feels natural. I don't like to be in any place for a long time. And who knows? Maybe, you know, Mars Colony. Mm. In 40 <laughs> years, I show up and I'm like, fucking home, man. Yeah. I'm home. So, yeah, but probably not. Even probably not. Even you would be like... <laughs> Even then, I'll get to Mars and do Guys, my let's show. let's go back. I'll do my set, whatever. <laughs> I'm a week here at the Mars colony, and then yeah. back in cryosleep for two years. <laughs> Bro, I've back. done that room. <laughs> <laughs> Who books that? Fucking oh, NASA. Dude. NASA books it. <laughs> they, don't, they don't pay shit. <laughs> Did they put you up? Yeah, but it's, it's like by the sun. It's so hot. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> You're in the Matt Damon suite. It's, it's shitty. <laughs> oh, man. Um I think that when you take away someone, when you take away a safety net, yeah, that's when change becomes scary. So, for example, like go back to what I was talking about, how like people don't want to move to a new town because change is scary. But if you think about it, we're here in the same place every single day, and yet we yeah. get excited about new things. Yeah. Oh, that new bar on the corner. You know, that, let's yeah. go to try this new restaurant. See that you still have the safety. Or let's go like drive two hours to this bar we've never been to. It'll be an experience because you still have that safety net to come back to what you know. And then you're like, all right, we tried it. Let's go to my usual things. Yeah, That's on a very small scale. But when you move, you're taking away that safety net. Right. Unless, of course, you tr- you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to fucking Nebraska for a month and stay in an Airbnb in the area I think I want to move in, and, yeah, and then I'll make my decision. You know what I mean? That would probably be the smartest thing to do too. But anytime you take away a safety net, is is but the, the scariest yeah because there's nothing to fall back on so you have to make this work but sometimes no safety net is... or, you, or you widen the safety net that's why i think people should travel internationally not, not just nationally but internationally because when you leave the country when you come back to the u.s as soon as you get back you're like oh it's good to be back sure you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can see that the whole country is pretty much pretty uniform for an American citizen. So you, anywhere you move in the country, you're going to be okay. 
that safety net thing, I would totally agree with that if you were moving to Bangladesh and you've never been there before. Like I would say, like, dude, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, you know? scope that I'm out moving, first. I'm moving to Hong Kong. Like, you're. Yeah. Do you speak Mandarin? No. What's well, that? That's the fucking language. Besides, <laughs> yeah. Besides moving, just yeah. apply this aspect to anything. When yeah. you remove your safety net, yeah, it, you, you will have to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you, you ever see Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Okay. Remember when he they, they put him in the tunnel, that hole in the middle of the earth, in yeah. that prison that right. Bane grew up in or whatever? Yeah. And everybody kept trying to like climb out, but they kept falling, and then the rope would catch him. Yeah. And then like the one old dude said, like, how did that one little kid you know make it? How did he actually get out? And he says like. They took the rope off him. Yeah. Without the fear, without without the knowing that a rope was always going to be there to catch you, the body didn't make that jump. No. And it just, he climbed out without the rope because he knew I had no choice. Mm. I mean, it's a scary fucking thing, but it almost kind of does. Take the same thing, like, if you have a day job, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of mm. guys that are following their dreams have day jobs to help pay the bills. It's like the same thing. It's like, and you're sitting there asking yourself, believe me, I've done this all the time is ask myself this question is why am I not further? Why is that guy further? Why every time I turn on my Instagram there's another comic who's nowhere near as good as me not to sound conceited Hmm. but you just know sometimes just like how is that person like you turn on your Instagram and you see somebody just like you know at the improv the last three nights and it's just like why the fuck wasn't I booked at the improv the last three nights in a row? I've never been booked three nights in a row unless I was doing a weekend you know what I mean? They're at the Hollywood Improv, like, or or you flip on your TV and you're just like, this guy got a fucking TV deal, and you just think to yourself, like, not that they're not. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. That's a whole other thing is to get into like yeah. how it's not cool to just go like, well, why am I not there and compare yourself to somebody else? That's a whole other fucking thing to get into. Yeah. But like, you sit there and you go like, why am I not moving forward? Why do I have a day job? They don't. How the fuck do they pay their bills? They just doing comedy only. <laughs> You know how many times I ask myself that question? Like, what am I? Sometimes I ask myself, like, what am I fucking chopped liver over here? Like, oh, <laughs> right? Well, you learn how the system works, right? By I the know. way, it, it's Cantonese in Hong Kong. I it just bothers me when I. Oh, you're still uh, trying to think. Yeah, of- <laughs> Mandarin is, you know, the here's how much I know. Beijing. I was like, oh yeah, Mandarin. Yeah, you're yeah. right, buddy. <laughs> Cantonese is anyway. Um, but you know, just just. Well, the thing is, I learned when I got to this town. I spent a little time trying to figure out all right where the hoops. Yeah, but, but, I but hold, on, hold on, before you get yeah. into that, we'll get yeah. into that. But 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 the point is is just is is that uh, maybe if I took the day job away, that would be removing my safety net. Yeah, yeah. There's people that, that are that way, and then you would have to just maybe that's how they did it. You have to fight to survive. And I know. Maybe I'm not fighting yeah. so hard because I know I'm gonna pay my rent. Yeah, because I, I got mean, you that know day you job. know Dustin Ibarra, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Dustin's story. I mean, he took every last cent he had to go to New York to do that NBC thing, and they they signed him when he went out there. Here's you the know. thing about Dustin Ibarra. <laughs> let's stop for one second. Let, okay, so that's what he did, Yeah. and for him it worked. Right. But let me tell you something about Dustin Ibarra. <laughs> Dustin Ibarra never had 
this logic in his head <laughs> and said to himself, I'm going to give it all up, my safety net, let it go, and I'm going to just try to fight. And he never did that. Yeah. Here's what happened with us in Ibarra. Someone said, like, you want to go to New York and try out this NBC thing? Yeah, I'll go. Like, that's what <laughs> happened with Dustin Ibarra. How much money you got? Like, my last 20. It's cool. Well, we'll, we'll do Dustin Ibarra don't give a fuck, bro. He will. He, yeah. He's 100%. Like, <laughs> but he gave himself no other options. He yeah. may not have thought but I'm about saying, it. I don't think that he, that was it on wasn't purpose. A, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. He didn't overcome fear. Yeah, but he definitely didn't leave himself any options. And I've, I, mm-hmm. I know people that work that way, and I don't. Uh-huh. Like I remember, I worked with a, a comic years ago, and I, I don't want to use his name because he won't book me anymore. Um, <laughs> but I worked with him, and he was like, "You got to get to L.A. You got to get to L.A." And I was like, "No." I'm, I'm still in the military. I can't live in L.A. in the military. He's like, well, get out. I'm like, what? no, I still have a commitment. No, it doesn't. You can't just drop everything you're doing at one time. So I spent three years setting up my departure to go to L.A. So when I came here, I had I was taken care of financially. To I mean, I got to live cheap for sure. But I, I'm not, you know, I can pay rent. I'm not going to always struggle for rent except when the military doesn't pay me for two months which has happened but um for the most part i had a plan to get to you know to live very cheap and live low level but at least i had a a a little safety net so that i had that freedom to do what i do why because that's the way my my brain works going out on a limb and dropping everything to do another thing goes against everything that i am Mm -hmm. I, i haven't done that in my entire life i don't i don't come from a family like that it does feel very unnatural well, yeah, but it's For me not. Too. But it's I. To me, I want to at least be able to take care of my my old folks when they're, you know, when they get to the age when they can't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So to me, I've got I've got responsibilities that Everybody's I gotta got take, responsibilities that I got to take care of, and I'm not going to shirk them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, I am. I do risk. I do all this other stuff. I mean, it's it was a huge risk. I. The first day I got out of the active duty military was the day the stock market hit like 5,000 or something like that. Like that was the same day, like right after the, the big plunge. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this, I, I probably timed this poorly. You know what I mean? I had a show that night, 300 seat place. I got 48 people to come out. And I was like, this is an auspicious start to my, you know, full time comedy career. <clears throat> but so I did take risks. I did light that fire behind me but you don't need to burn everything you know what i mean sure (laughs) listen i haven't done it i'm too scared to do it (laughs) with the safety net and uh to be honest with you jose's right i'm not gonna sit here and Mm. tell any listeners at home Mm. who maybe thought about starting stand-up or whatever the fuck you're into right i'm not gonna sit here and tell you go quit your job tomorrow um, I believe deep down in my heart and in my soul that it will help you succeed more towards your dream to quit your job tomorrow. But I'm not going to tell you to go do it because then you're going to call me and be like, you told me to quit my job and now I can't <laughs> fucking pay my rent. But, I mean, Jose's right. You have responsibilities. Well, the thing is we hear these these stories of the success stories. <laughs> yeah. But have you met people that have dropped everything and failed? No. It's bad, man. It's bad. Those people will wake you up. I have met those people, but they're also <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Every single one I've ever met that, that did that didn't do it right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they quit their day job. They moved out here. They fucking 
living lived in their car for a couple of years, then rented a room. You know what I mean? Like no income and went like I'm yeah. gonna go at this hard like I heard everybody talk about on all those podcasts. <laughs> but these dumb motherfuckers hung out at Marty's <laughs> the whole fucking day. Do you understand what I'm saying? They yeah. w- they they went to the fucking ha open mic and that's all they did. Yeah. So the guys I have heard that it worked out for are just intelligent guys or mm-hmm. they're hard workers. Right. You can't just go, I'm going to quit my job, and it's just going to naturally make my fucking fight harder towards what I really want. I just think it's – I think it's – It's definitely it's smart. Mental. It's mental. you got to be smart. If you're, if you're a hard worker and you don't take that leap, I think you're going to do well. Yeah. Even – but if you're not a hard worker and you take the leap, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. If I didn't have a day job, Jose, I think that uh, I would go nuts in the daytime. I would not wake up at noon. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do any of that shit. I, w- I wouldn't fucking uh, just sit around. I would lose it. I would be like, well, I'm sitting here. I got to be doing something productive. So I'm either going to write mm-hmm. or I'm going to try to come up with an idea for a show or I'm just going to podcast fucking five days a week and yeah. have the best fucking quality podcast ever. Well, try, think about think about if you had all the t- all day long yeah. to advance your career. Think of all the things you could do. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, right? You 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 can look at what other people did, other people's plans. Mm-hmm. You can submit scripts. You can write, you know, spec scripts that you're going to submit to to TV stations. You get have it to your agency. All the agencies. time to do all that shit that's been all in the back of your mind, right? Like I I have eighty things mm-hmm. that I'm behind on. Yeah, because Same I way. have you know because I I don't have all day, Same and even way. if I had all day, I run out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Not enough time in the day. For Not sure. enough time to do everything that you could possibly do to get yourself hired and as many, you know, put as many pokes in the fire as you can. It's just not feasible. You can't do it all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if if you it, it, you just have to utilize your time effectively, whatever sure whatever time you get. Listen, you I use think I'm excellent at, at time management. Yeah, on Saturdays and shit, even like I fucking <laughs> get shit done, bro. Like I don't sleep in Saturdays or Sundays. I never sleep in. Yeah. I don't like to sleep in. I just I feel awful. I wake up and I, I want to get moving. I want to or at least do something. Even if I if I, even if I'm not doing anything productive towards my career, I mm-hmm. wake up early and I want to do something fun. Because mm-hmm. why would I want to lay in bed? <laughs> you know, it's like the fucking whole day out there for me. Yeah. I can start tweeting already, and so I can. I, just, I don't. Uh, yeah, people that <laughs> writing <laughs> jokes, tweeting already. Yeah. You know, I don't. I mean, I get eight hours a night, and that's. And then I'm up. I I don't think I've had eight hours of sleep in probably five years. Really? Yeah. How much are you getting? Mm-hmm. Are you insomnia? No. Sometimes I have a hard time sleeping because of the nose breathing thing, oh, and right. I can't fall asleep without TV on. Really? Yeah. Oh, so. Man. <laughs> so uh, uh, I've, I've been with women like that. Maybe s- seven hours is probably the most I've fun. had. Well, everybody everybody's got a different. You know, you're you gotta find out what your biology is. Mm-hmm. Like for me, around seven forty seven, give or take three or four minutes, yeah, is okay. the perfection. Like if I went to sleep and I and I peed before bed, I didn't have that much <laughs> water three three hours before that, you know, there isn't a, a you know, like a light that's gonna shine right in my face uh, at about the seven hour mark, then that's that's how long I sleep. Mm. Um That's funny. Lights don't bother me at all. Yeah. I could fall asleep with the light on. Uh, mine is fine yeah. until like that last that last REM cycle, you know, non REM cycle where you're where you're not as deep, mm-hmm. and then I can wake up. The TV thing really bothers me. Not having it on. Yeah. I like with I, audio, I, I or will just... not be able to fall asleep. 
It's got to be with audio. Really? Yeah, I got to hear it. Man. Bro, I went on vacation with my wife. We got an Airbnb. Yeah. And we stayed on a lake, beautiful little lake house. Yeah. And a, a one-bedroom. Mm-hmm. And there was no TV in the bedroom. On vacation with my wife, I did not sleep in bed with her once. Wow. I can't. I can't do it. You ever been camping? Uh, nope. The only time I've ever been camping, which was fake camping, <laughs> we pitched a tent in my, my friend's grandma's house yeah. in her backyard. We ran an extension cord <laughs> from her house and played video games. <laughs> I had a TV in the tent. Um, <laughs> that is a terrible crutch, my friend. <laughs> You're just she, one of those people like, please, no apocalypse, yeah. please, no apocalypse. Every woman, television. I've ever, every woman I've ever slept with in the yeah. beginning has nonstop bitched about it. Yeah. And in the end, eventually was fine with it. Yeah. And then I've had exes that told me that they still watch TV because of me. Oh, like nice. now they can't sleep. Oh, but. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I just stopped sleeping over. Like women that have that. Oh. Where they would leave it on and then I would I would fall asleep and then I would wake up because they would, you know, be fucking noise. Mm-hmm. And I would turn off the TV and I would wake them up. The TV the turning s- off would the wake them silence up. silence would wake them up. Oh, wow. I'm like, I can't sleep here. See, after oh. sex, <laughs> a chick should be passed the fuck out and then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Well, this was, I mean, I, tr- I slept with it with like for four hours. And then I, I, there was a loud crash on the show, and I woke up, right? Because it's it's yeah. ambient noise. I but the TV doesn't have to be on the whole night for me. Oh, okay. I don't hear it when it Do turns off. I put a timer. Okay. Uh, that's like kind of like the happy medium between me and my wife. Is I put a I put a before I go to bed, mm-hmm. put a ninety minute timer. All right, that's doable. Which is pretty much exactly how long before Netflix would go. Are you still watching? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Right. So, uh, yeah, I just I, I got to watch a couple episodes and I got to put the the volume like it's a little low, you know? Okay. Like sometimes I'll just turn I won't even look at the I'll turn on my side and try to go to sleep and I just got to listen to it. Yeah. A radio won't do it though. It's got to be a sitcom or a show that I've yeah. seen a 100 times. Okay. So that I won't keep looking over to see what happens. I already know what happens. It's just, you know what I mean? I just want to fall asleep to it. I, I go on the road. Man. If there's no hotel in the condo, I mean, no TV in the room, in my room in the condo, bro, I sleep on the couch. Wow. Headliners have had to, have had to, have had to deal with that with me. That's crazy, man. I, I think it's because, I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast before, but someone asked me, I don't, it might have been on the podcast, someone asked me, like, why do I think it is? I think it's because I grew up in a two-bedroom apartment. With three sisters, mm-hmm. and when I became a certain age. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I didn't want to fucking sleep in a room with them anymore. Yeah. I, I was sleeping on the couch. And I mm. always had the TV on. So mm. that's probably what it was. I mean, I when my parents divorced, I didn't have a room in my dad's place. So I slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. So now I sleep. I sleep really well on couches. Oh, I, I sleep, love couches. I sleep the shit out of a couch, man. So I, I, I can kind of relate. But no, I like the I like the quiet. I can sleep with noise, but I really like the quiet, like the dark, quiet, cold. That's oh, that's my favorite. I hate that shit. That's <laughs> Dude, that place in the, by the lake house that had no TV in the room, I tried sleeping there next to her that first night, and it was yeah. just not even a window open, like just pitch black yeah. where you can literally hear that <laughs> you know what I mean? When it's so silent yeah. and dark, you just hear like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my ears were ringing, and I was just like, I'm going to lose it. Wow. And I had to go. I had to move. I love a couch, though. I hate when I'm like, I fell asleep on the couch, mm-hmm. and my wife is like, come on, let, let's go to bed. And I just want to be like, bitch, just fucking leave. <laughs> Why did you just wake me up? Just leave me here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, uh, if you get like back neck pains or something like that, then you get them off the couch, or but I think they they want you in bed because they they want you in bed. Yeah, it's not for you. Yeah, it's like hey, don't don't sleep on the couch. <laughs> Please don't leave me. <laughs> yeah. No, they like that when you sleep next to her. Yeah, I personally I I don't I like sleeping alone. Really, I just don't like like I I don't mind one night a week or something like that. Maybe tops. Uh, have sleeping next to a, a woman, but. I think we figured out by now you're a lone wolf. <laughs> you know, you yeah. never found a place that you would want to make call your home. Right. You like traveling. You feel more comfortable doing it. Guess what? You can't do shit like that when you got a wife and kids. <laughs> right. But even a guy like you, yeah. we found has responsibilities and right. can't 100% let go of that safety net. You even said you got your yeah. parents. Right. You yeah. know? I, I think it's... Um, and it's not like like I feel a, a debt of gratitude to my mom specifically and my stepfather. My dad wasn't the best dad, but I love him, you know. But I feel like it would be a better world, you know. That's one of those things that like, how do you know you're doing the right thing? Well, if everybody did that, that thing that you're talking about, would the world be a better place? Mm-hmm. And I think the world would be a better place if we took care of our old folks, even if they're assholes. Just took care of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I. Those that kind of guides me. Yeah. Uh, my my simple like tagline for how to live my life is do the classy thing. Is always do the classy thing, which is do the right thing with style. And I think that's how you that's how you take care of your folks. And that's that is a very small safety net. You know what I mean? Yeah. A very small driver. But I think you're right about that. Uh, I think you're right about uh, that. We have to take care of our elders, mm-hmm. especially people that took care of you. Yeah, but even if they didn't, even if they don't deserve it, 
think you got to take care of the old folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like why you don't bully someone else. I can respect that. You know, you don't bully someone else because you're not always going to be strong. Mm-hmm. I can respect that, and, and yeah. you know, I can feel the same way. I feel I feel the same way. You know, if, uh, take care of my mom or you know my mm-hmm. dad or something like that when they get older and they can't work anymore. I want to be able to do that, but unfortunately <laughs> for me, <laughs> yeah. this is the truth, man. And then some people might have these circumstances like me. I think that for me. Letting go of that safety net is like my only chance to make that happen, is to get there. So yeah. you've got the military, mm-hmm. uh, some people that have their college degree, something like that. I, I, I've never really been good at anything else. You know, uh, I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I, I Whatever my job was, whatever the business is, I, I can get in there. Once I learn it, I can learn it fast, and I'll be good at it. But I was never the guy to make it my own business and be super wealthy off it. I've always just been someone else's worker. So I'm a hard worker. I'm a smart yeah. guy. I learned fast. Um, you just kind of a fallback plan, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't have a college degree, yeah. which I feel like and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I can in some ways be smarter than some people who do have a college degree. I mm. just have, uh, I think, a very good common sense. Hmm. Uh, pick up on things very fast like time management like we talked about in the daytime I think I'm really good at it um, but I, I don't know like I just I hated school yeah I never wanted to do any other job I can go always go get a job yeah but is it going to be good enough to take care of my parents later on it's probably just going to be barely good enough to take care of myself and my wife yeah so like my only hope of like really fucking making yeah. it it's like I gotta do that I've never been any good at anything else yeah I've worked everything waiter yeah. kitchen retail mm-hmm. uh, I mean you name it comedy club fucking manager everything yeah. you know offices admins all I've done it yeah. all I've but stand up's the only thing I've never quit right. everything I get bored after like two years stand up mm-hmm. I've never quit I've never been better at anything else Writing, I yeah. love it. I'd love to get a job as a writer on a show or something. I'd take that. Yeah, I believe I can do that. Well, I think the the, the difference obviously is there. It's like you don't you don't have any really great options. You know what I mean? So um, you don't have any reason to you know I mean hold on to that behind you. So for me, I mean, I can I can go get an airline job and be an airline pilot and make six figures. I can go get an engineering job. I'm an aeronautical engineer, so I can go get that job. So it's like, I guess it's easier to not to not have to, you know, like even if I did leap, I, I'm not really leaping because mm-hmm. I've, I've still got a safety net. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no matter all the things I've done in my life, I've leap, I mean, I'm, I'm a safety accident, accident uh, aircraft uh Safety. Um, Is there a title for this? <laughs> yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a, um, an aircraft accident investigator. Yeah, you know, so I could I could get a, a job with the NTSB or something like that, and 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 investigate accidents for the FAA, uh, or do it internationally with the ICAO. You know, so I have I have options that most people don't. So even if I leap, even if I drop everything I'm doing and go out and do comedy, it doesn't. It's not really leaping. I'm not leaving all that behind. I have that all those skill sets will still be available if I fail. Mm-hmm. So it's not really leaving it all behind. Yeah. So it's I've got no point almost 
when you were talking about it, I'm like, I really, I can't. I really can't. Well, you're never going like, to let go of the knowledge that you already have. Right. I can't remove the safety. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's just called being a survivor. <laughs> you know. Right. But if you decided, like, you know, you, you, when you leave the military, mm-hmm. and if you decided that you didn't want to go do any of those things, be an airline pilot or anything like that, right. and just do stand-up, I mean, you still will have the skill set, but it doesn't mean you're making money off of it. Right, but I can at any any you point can't at any any get, moment. To get a job, yeah, yeah. It's a it's an odd it's an odd place to be, but it's. Um, I mean, I can at any moment go and apply to another office job, and I'll probably get it. Right? Is does it pay well? No, but I mean, right. I can still I'll pay my rent. There you go, and be able to do the comedy at night still, like I have been. Yeah, I think I'm the f- I. So it's gotten meta. Where it's like, there's no, there is no removing the safety net. <laughs> With every little job and every little thing in life that you've ever had or done, should stick with you for the rest of your life. If you've ever had a job and then you got fired or you left or or, or you just figured it wasn't for you after five days, if you yeah. took nothing from it, yeah. I. I, I I don't know anybody like that, or at least I don't think I know anybody like that, but I can't imagine who would leave something and never take anything from it and stay with you for the rest of your life. I'm just not one of those, one of those people. I worked at Lens Crafters <laughs> for two fucking weeks, yeah. and I still know how to fucking fix somebody's glasses. You know what I mean? Like, take something. If you can learn anything from this, take something. You know what I mean? You're like a sponge, man. It's interesting you don't like school when you appear to enjoy learning quite a bit. Depends what you're learning. You just don't like school learning. Yeah. I don't like, like someone forcing me to do something that I don't want to do. I'll read a book if I'm interested in the topic. I don't like being told I have to read a book. Well, if it's on a topic that you're studying. I don't want it. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean I, I, it's on a topic that I'm studying because they want me to study it. No, you chose the topic. You're talking about college? Yeah, buddy. There's no college topic for me Nothing? that I would be interested in. No. Writing, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, you could take a writing class at a college, and they could tell I've you, about and they could tell you, "Hey, class. read this," and you'd be like, "I don't want to read it." And like mm-hmm. they can tell you, "This is why reading this will help you. It will give you the background to be able to write better." Mm-hmm. So you would, I think, you've taken so many jobs that have you know shitty parts to them, yeah, that you can do things that are uncomfortable or things you don't want to do at a time to get to the next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, yeah. to have it help you. And that's really what school is. The majority of school, especially undergraduate studies, is you're studying all of these different things. And some of them are so not useful for the rest of your life that you're, you're really only taking them to practice learning something you don't want to learn in case you need that skill again. It's <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? Uh, we're like, I can learn about something I am completely not interested in. I don't want to know anything about it. As soon as we're done, I don't ever want to talk about it again and be good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a skill that you don't want to be masterful at, but you want to get. Because they're, they're, life's shitty, man. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes things come up that are really crappy. I've thought about taking a writing class or I've, I've even thought about taking a history class mm-hmm. because I, I actually like history. There you go. Um but again, if someone's like, you got to read this, you're like, here's the thing. I like history until I'm reading something that I go like, mm, you know what? This particular part of history, yeah. not interested in and I'm bored. 
if I want to put it down and go, I don't feel like reading that anymore because I didn't like it. Yeah. When you're in class, you don't have the option to. You're yeah. like, you failed then. Well, I just well, no. didn't like that story. Well, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't interested in that That's topic. the thing, buddy. you got to learn to transcend. So you, you don't like the story. You dig deep. You find the human element. There's a guy that does this great podcast. Um, I forgot his name now. I, I look it up. But he, uh, he does this great podcast where he basically talks about history from a human perspective. So like stories that you kind of gloss yeah. over. Right, because there's no human element involved in it, and he he reads like stop you right personal there. stories and stuff like that. He chose which stories in history he wanted to share on his podcast. Right, but you can if do that. If I to... went on his podcast and said I want to talk about this story, and he said, "Well, that's not really entertaining. My listeners are not going to listen to it anymore." I'm gonna. No, I, he would look. I, up... I'm gonna go. Okay, I respect the decision. I'm not gonna go. No, too bad. Gotta <laughs> read it. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you have a story that you don't find very interesting, let's like I don't the Elizabethan era. Doesn't, that does sound like a great podcast, by the way. Give me the name when you have a second. Yeah, so the, the Elizabethan era doesn't really draw me in. Like that's not my favorite era. When I see it on movies and television, I'm like, ugh, these people's breath must have stank. You know what I mean? Because nobody brushed their teeth. Mm. I don't really enjoy it. But if you give me a, a good human story about someone struggling, like a like a kid grew up in a bad neighborhood, and from that era. I now care. Yeah, you can relate to it. Sure. You know what I mean? And so I think that's that's the challenge is to take a, a, a part of a thing that you like and then you get a class you don't really enjoy that much. This is the thing I learned. Uh, I, started, I studied aeronautical engineering, but I'm kind of an artistic mind. And I struggled, man. I struggled with all the engineering classes and the math classes and the, and the advanced calculus stuff. And then we got to the, the, final, the final year, which was all the capstone design classes, which was artsy. And everything I'd learned in those other classes, I got to utilize for a design. And it finally like hit me like, oh, crap. You got to find the use in something, right? If you don't like it, transcend, get, get deeper. And then you learn the subject matter, what they require of you, and then you go past it to where it's actually interesting to you. So you find like, what, where would I ever use this? Oh, right. If I'm going to design a wing... I need to know how – I have to look at all of these damn un, like really – they're called NACA charts. They're just like the National Aeronautics, whatever. I forgot what it stood for. But they're just different wings, right? And every wing has a page and there's just like graphs. And I'm like, I don't – what do I need to look at all this stuff for? And then I get to the design class and you figure out like, oh, we have to put the right wing for the right – for this particular design, for this model. And now we look through these charts – and so it became useful to me. This very dull, boring thing had a usage. And so you just find a way, especially with history, because you find what what is the stories you like in history. I think everything, by the way, is useful. <laughs> no, you're right. I, it absolutely is useful just because I'm not interested in it. I'm going to give him a plug. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because I... I'm. I don't find it interesting. Doesn't mean it's not going to be useful to somebody. Right. 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 I mean, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, but the reason I've thought about taking history classes is because mm-hmm. I want to broaden my material. Oh yeah, <laughs> with a little history, I like it. Uh, if there's a story that I can make a bit about, or that seems particularly interesting to me, yeah, and I can do a bit about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be really different than what anybody else is doing. You're right. Dan, it's really going to make you it's think. A, it's Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Dan Carlin's? Yeah. Which one? 
Dan Carlin's hardcore history. Yeah, so it's like he's got a four-parter. Each of them are like four hours on the, the fall of the Roman Empire. It's fascinating. Maybe uh, I don't have to take a history class. Here. Just, <laughs> just listen to Dan Carlin. I've had some bits about Bible stories in the past, which mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, if that wasn't pushed down your throat as a young Catholic, then you right. wouldn't have that bit. You know, you're right. You can take, but you also didn't, you didn't read it because you were a young Catholic. <laughs> you had I read it the twisted version. That I've never read the whole. <laughs> <laughs> the one that tries to make a good out of a out of a terrible story. <laughs> I've never read the whole Bible. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. There's parts where they're like, this guy beget this guy, and this guy beget this guy, and there's chapters and chapters of that. You know, like, hey, you don't need right. You don't need but genealogies. I've or like, oh, this guy has a sickness on his skin. Then you kill these two birds and you yeah, rub yeah, them yeah. together. There's so much of that in just there. like in history. There's so much crap in there that you don't even need. That's boring, or you don't need. It may not be interesting to you, or you don't. It's not important for you to read it. Same thing in the Bible. It's just like there's the stories. That's the main bullet points, and then. But okay, let's use a Bible example. Okay. All of those stories about how they use different. Uh, if you read all of the different um, wives' tales, essentially, that's what they are. Sure. Wives' tales. You see that a good ten percent of them would actually work, just because they they threw shit at a wall and it stuck. You know what I mean? It, it makes you think if you look at that and you get through that, you now have a broader image. Like why did they think that they were the chosen people? It's because they, they did this thing where they washed their hands. No, If other cultures weren't washing their hands, they were getting sick more. Yeah. And now the Jews are surrounded by these other people that die at a higher rate than they do. That would lead you to believe that we are a chosen people. <laughs> so you get all of that from this reading that really boring stuff. Like you know, what I mean, so you can get a bigger picture when you delve into the nuts and bolts uh, of a book or something like that that you don't find interesting. I like that, I yeah, so that's an example for you. <laughs> yeah. See, I would take a Bible history class, which, like, I've, I've, I know a couple of stories already. And I've had bits about it. I've had. Yeah, I've had a bit about uh, you know Abraham circumcising himself, and uh, you know that's not something you flip on your (laughs) common Netflix special and you hear. Yeah, not even from logistically speaking, that sounds like a terrible, terrible thing. It's not like they had you know stainless steel back then. It was. (laughs) You're not looking at the sharpest knives. uh, First of all, what did he use? I don't know, man. I no, mean, he used we, one of their. What do you think he, he used? I, he, I think he just <laughs> grinned and bared it, man. Just kind of sawed a little bit. Bit it off. <laughs> Dude, we should do like a saw movie, but based it <laughs> on Abraham's <PC>. story. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's all right. He wasn't a real guy, so. Right, just admit. It was just fake foreskin, so don't worry about it, you guys. No, they eventually cut all their foreskins off. But, no, I know. But, but they, his foreskin. They just gave it like, oh, but Abraham did it, the first guy. And, that was and, just to give everybody courage. And everybody's like, and he had to do it to himself. Imagine that. Like, you're right. This is much better. They're like, can I talk to this Abraham guy? See how he feels about it today? He shows up. Uh, he's not here, but listen. He says that sex is awesome now. <laughs> He's, uh, his his wife is not complaining about, about peeing on the seat anymore. He's just, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Um, 
This has been interesting. Yeah. I was saying. Especially yeah. the last part where it's not true. Like when you remove the foreskin, you're removing like 3,000 nerve endings. It's like you're making it way worse for yourself. You think sexually? Yeah. I mean, there's people that need to have it removed because uh-huh. uh, it ends up causing problems. But that is like a very small, minute section of the populace. Well, it's actually – it's it's where the – it's like the – when it formed, that's the – the same thing that ended up being the clitoris on the little girl, right? A little boy. That's the the foreskin. That's where all of your nerve endings are. So you've actually removed your ability to enjoy sex as much. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm circumcised. And I enjoy it pretty much. <laughs> Just so there's imagine. Still some nerves left in there. Just imagine. I bet you it feels <laughs> unbelievable. It would be through the roof. Seconds. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't last very long. Oh man! But hey, if you want to last. Go with the circumcision. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take these nerve endings off. They're fucking me up. I'm not lasting in the bedroom. Listen, bro, it's already too late for me. I'm going to staple that shit back on. <laughs> I'm glad you went with stapling as your first choice. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't my choice. Somebody fucking did it to me. Yeah. Kind of boggles my mind. Like my, my stepbrother, when his, when his son was born. He did? Uh, yeah. And I was like, you didn't circumcise him, did he? He's like, yeah. I'm like, why? His answer was basically, well, it was there. Like, it was an option, so he took it. Okay, that's like, a horrible answer. That is a terrible answer. But I have an answer. If I have a son, I will circumcise him what? right from the beginning. But I have an answer. It's not because it's there. Okay, why? It's because he's going to want it later. Why? I believe that most men would prefer it that way. Why? Maybe it's because I have it. Yeah. I think so. But it would be very painful later on. Yeah. To have it as an adult. Um, I had an uncle. Because all the nerve endings are there. Yeah, it's painful when he's a baby. He's just yeah, not going to remember it the yeah, rest I don't of his life. That shit. So. <laughs> you don't feel bad about mutilating your kids' genitals at all? Nah. <laughs> They're not going to remember it. <laughs> it's not even a. I, I, that's not a reason, bro. Very thankful that They're my parents not did remember it, it. Very thankful my parents did it then and there. Oh, I'm glad mine didn't. Well, you'd say that because you didn't have it. But you know that there's a whole society of, yeah. of men that are With mutilated penises, yeah. That are like trying to stand up and fight that are like crying about it. What do you mean? There's there's men. Yeah. I saw a billboard the other day. This was like a whole fucking Facebook thing the other day. I got into arguments with people. Oh, really? If you didn't have it done, God bless you. If you had it done, God bless you. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you didn't really have any choice. Work with what you got. Yeah, work you know with what saying? you got. But if, if but the if next generation done, comes in. If you had it done. Yeah. I there's a the, the billboard was like these guys saying that like our parents didn't ask us our choice. Right. And I just completely think those guys are pussies. Like, I, I just, I, I don't understand what the downside is to having it done. All right. I, I'll put it in perspective. My mother told me not to lie when I was a kid. Don't lie to people. Lying is bad. And then I found out that Santa was not real. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so what's with all the lying shit? Yeah. You've been lying to me for seven years. Back it up, back it up a little bit. Seven years of my life, you've been lying to me about Santa? Yeah. And you're going to give me this bullshit about lying? Okay. I'm not going to trust anything you say ever again, just like you did. And unlike you, I'm not going to lie to my children. You know what I mean? I'm not going to keep passing on this tradition of horror 
because I didn't think it through. And so I, it, there's no good reason to do it. Um, there's a there's a reason that's okay. Like, well, it might you know he might be one of the few men in the world that requires it so that he can you know pee comfortably and all that. And you don't want to have that when he's an adult. The chances of that happening are minuscule. And but in the meanwhile, you're making the child. Uh, well, you're mutilating your child. Second, first of all, and then secondly, now they they don't get to enjoy sex as much. I mean, is that? I mean, unless you hate your kids, like I guess that's the way to do it. Like you, you came unbidden. I didn't want you. This is how I'm going to pay you back. <laughs> I don't see it that way, though. I don't think it's. I, I mean, I don't know. I have sex and I enjoy it a lot. I'm you sure know, you, you do. Know what I mean, like, yeah, I, it's. I'm happy with what I got. Yeah, you still get. You still get by. I just. Uh, I don't know. I don't see a whole thing about crying about it. Like, why these guys? They had it done already. Why are they crying about it? Um, like if you well that that you're right that is not productive. But but guy, maybe if that if that changes the mind of a new if there's a, a guy new that's parent not circumcised right, and he's crying about the fact that he's not circumcised. Wouldn't you just be like, bro, it's what it's done. It's done. You know what I mean? Like just or it's undone. <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> hey, you but, can have it now. Yeah, you go have it now. Hey, now you're an adult. You get to choose. Yeah, just like it was when you were a kid, but now you're going to remember it. You're going to remember if, it for the rest really, of your life. If you really want it, you can go get it, but your, your parents left you that choice. If you did it and you, if your parents did it to you and you have no choice, then you just have to make the best of it like you did. You're like, no, I enjoy it. It's good. Yeah. I don't know any different, so I guess it's okay. Well, I've got two situations here for you. <laughs> I've got, I've right. got an uncle because mm-hmm. some of my uncles were born in Italy and some were born here. So the ones that are born in Italy are not. Right. The ones that are born here are. Right. Okay. So I have an uncle that was not circumcised and he got it as an adult mm-hmm. because he just decided to because his wife at the time was complaining that she kept getting infections because she said he was dirty. <laughs> and he, I talked to my uncle today and I asked him, is sex not as pleasurable? And he said, no, it's more pleasurable actually now. He, he enjoys it more now, he says. Mm-hmm. And he also said that she don't get infected anymore. And then I had a uh, nephew. Like, yeah, it sounds like he, he didn't really wash it very aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I had a, uh, a nephew yeah. who is not mm-hmm. circumcised, okay? And when he became a certain age, came up to him one day and said, I gotta die. let me ask you something. He goes, <laughs> he goes, why the fuck am I not circumcised? Mm. And I was like, I don't know why your mom decided not to do it. And he's like, "Are you circumcised?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." And he was just like, "He goes, oh, I'm, he's in the locker room now with all the the boys at this age, right. and he's looking around, mm-hmm. and his dick looks th- different than everybody because the majority in America, everybody does it. Most mm-hmm. Americans do it. Well, it used to be, the numbers changing. <laughs> One podcast at a time. Well, it's dr- it's, the it. parents are not doing it. Uh, you know." Automatically, they're getting influenced. Well, they, they, <laughs> the, some people do it for religious reasons, and yeah. then other people that don't really have a reason don't do it because it doesn't. It's not a requirement, and so they it's don't. Not, yeah, they don't no, do it to their kids anymore. But I mean, I don't really. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 he, I told him like it's no big deal. He, he was pissed. He was fucking pissed about it. Yeah, 
you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe like some fucking kids are making fun of him or something at the school. He particularly, I, I don't know what the fuck. But he was he was pissed about it, and he was and he said like, I'm like, well, what? I told him like, whatever. What do you care? I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you you're gonna be fine. And he was he he said he was angry at his mom for not doing it when he was younger because he says now I'm gonna have to do it when I'm older and it's gonna hurt. I'm like, you don't have to do it. Yeah, and yeah. He, and he's like, well, I want to. So now I'm gonna have to fucking go for that. I'm like, why do you want to so bad? He's like, because I want it. That's a that's terrible logic of a child. That's I, you know. I mean, it's his body. He's making the decision right. to do it. See, whatever whatever you got, you got to take your attitude, which is make the best of it. Yeah, work with right? what you got. Hey, hey, I they're making fun of me. Well, you can make fun of them right back. Like mm-hmm. this is the original version. You guys have the the your parents cut your dicks when you were little because they hate you. They don't love you as much. <laughs> Your parents don't love you as much as my parents love me, so, so enjoy your enjoy your mutilated dicks. You know what I mean? You can you can go back, but kids in that scenario, just being different, you don't want to be different. You don't want to be bullied. Yeah. You don't want to stand it out. Depends in on any where way. you are. You'll go to some somewhere else, and he won't be different. It's some, right? I mean, it just depends on where you are. Yeah. So uh, it's it's lack of perspective, but that's what you expect from a kid. You know, the one with your uncle, though, that's an interesting story. There's you got to dig deeper, man. She was getting sick. Um. You know you gotta wash it like every day, right? like every <laughs> yeah. every day, yeah, like, a couple times a day. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Yeah, he says that he likes it this way, but the surgery was painful as fuck. I'm like I bet, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I understand. Um, I wonder if there's any anybody out there that is and wish that they were, or that isn't, yeah. and, or vice versa. I wonder what people with or people that ha- have had the surgery done and. You know, what are your experiences with it? Hit me up on Twitter, guys. <laughs> How's sex been for you? Lately? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to stand corrected if it's if I'm incorrect. But. Well, it's just a matter of opinion. No, but if the, I mean, if if people, if we get five people, if people's stories come back <laughs> and and they're you know they're compelling enough, then I'll obviously I would change, be amazed change my if, opinion. Like, even one person that listens to the podcast. <laughs> And even Did said guys, anything about it, but if, you I would guys be talked about circumcision. I would be for double amazed. Minutes. <laughs> I would be double amazed if somebody came out and said, "Like I had this surgery." Like really? <laughs> out of all my listeners, there's actually was one person who had that surgery. As I would an just adult. be funny if your uncle was like, "Are you telling my private shit on your podcast?" <laughs> I didn't use your name. I'm so glad that he doesn't know how to use this podcast. Stuff. <laughs> I did not use his name. And I got like fucking nineteen uncles, so there you go. Yeah. Even people that know me are gonna be like, "Which one is it?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna get my list together here to do my shout outs. But uh, yeah, the same uncle was in uh, Vietnam. Oh, very cool. So now to narrow it down for everybody else, <laughs> <laughs> fought in Vietnam. I actually had two uncles that fought in Vietnam. Right. You're stationed in uh, uh, in Texas. Texas currently. Yeah. Part-time reservist. And uh, you're in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. You fly planes. That's right. <laughs> we flew together. Oh, man. What's going on with that? Uh, the editor is putting together the intro graphic, and then uh, we're going to do some... I'm going to do some extra voiceover for it. I'm going to go... Because I, I lost my currency, so i got to go fly with an instructor, and I'm going to record some more footage. Uh, what does that mean, I lost my currency? you got to fly every 60 days to be able to rent the plane by yourself. So i got to go up with an instructor... Oh, so shit. he checks me out, make sure I'm still good, and then so it's hard to fly that often because it's expensive to rent them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm gone a lot, so yeah. but I have to do it every sixty days. So I'm gonna put flight with the camera pointed forward because we have one with the camera pointed back. So now 
get that footage and mix it together. And uh, oh, that's a good idea. And then the um, and then we'll start to, once it's done editing. Then I will start recruiting the celebrities, and I I'm hoping we can go up. You and I uh, get it all together. Get the group out there in um, in December. Yeah. Get that and, whole video together. Yeah, and then I'm gonna see if the improv will let me do interviews, right, so we right, can do right. talking head stuff, to you know, almost like a, um, like a reality show kind of thing, talking head. Yeah. So we can inter- intersperse that into the video and and just make it more dynamic. So that's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, can I talk about it further? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just to explain then what the hell we're talking about. Right. So um, Jose's doing this show. Uh, we filmed the pilot with me. Is um, is what's it called? Flying funny. Flying funny. So yeah. Ho- Jose here, who is a pilot, takes you up in a plane, and um, does some aerobatics. Aerobatics. That's right. And it's fucking nuts. And I did it. I was the first yeah, one to you, do it. You handled it well. Yeah. First comic to do down. it. Yeah. I I did not throw up. You did not throw up. I made it. It was good. You didn't scream. Uh, I screamed any... a little. No, you didn't. <laughs> no. One time, well, you didn't scream. Just one time, you're like, "No, please." Probably <laughs> 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 my favorite part of the whole video. Is when it <laughs> it wasn't even to... like we did a loop. We did an yeah. aileron roll, right? And yeah. you were fine. You, you know, you were like this childlike glee, right? And then one time, it was cool as hell. I banked the wing up so you could look at a plane in the distance. Oh yeah. And that freaked me. No, hey, hey. Dude, it's such a that's different the, feeling when that's you're the one that got you. That little tiny plane, and you just move it. You just a little tiny tilt, and, you, and, and yeah, the yeah. floor is just right there. And yeah. then the, the cool thing is that that plane had, uh, you know, the, the glass roof, and then you went upside down. You could just fucking see the floor, man. Yeah, it was yeah. just in there. Oh god, it was. Not, I'm gonna have to post some pictures right, right, when right. I release this podcast to go along with it. So just because that was a pretty pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool I'll um okay. When are you releasing? I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna upload this tonight, so uh, most people are probably gonna listen to it in the morning. Okay, I'll uh, I'll get you some screen grabs if I can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll I'll post it, but then like sometimes th- throughout the week, I'll mm-hmm. I'll repost promo stuff so people can go remind them to go and listen to the podcast. So that yeah, you uh, have you have time. Yeah, like, yeah. This, get you this couple, week. Give get me you some, a couple of screen grabs. Give me tonight. some screen grabs yeah. of at least like uh, the view. You or in something. the plane and stuff. Yeah, I have a picture of me in the plane. You in the plane. Outside of the plane, mm. and then, uh, but we need some pictures of like the actual like view of like how high we up or and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll get one with like uh, with the ground above. Yeah, like in the sky in the bottom. Oh, uh, with my picture in it. Or, yeah, it's or, both of us. It's like the camera. It's a screenshot while we're of upside us. down. Yeah, fuck, bro. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Um, all right, let me do some shout outs here really quick. Pardon me one second while I get my list out here. I'm gonna say uh, what up to some people. Uh. Flow guy 14 what's up dude haven't said what's up to you in a while i want to give a shout out to pat stanton thanks for the support buddy uh i want to give a shout out to uh my buddy robert mosgrove who i haven't talked to in a while i hope he's still out there trying to uh do his thing get up on stage and hit some open mics and there's a there's a couple more let me see i got uh parker uh, underscore Bowl 319. Sorry, some of these are Twitter names. <laughs> you can't tell. Right. right. Um, Hamza Al Belushi. Hamza Al Belushi. Fuck yeah, bro. I'll own that <laughs> shit. What's up, dude? Thank you so much for uh, for liking my social presence and keeping in touch. 
and almost in here. Uh, my buddy Rich, who is at, I'm not even gonna try this one. Like sick and jujitsu two oh nine. So what's up, Rich? Uh, That's Slayton. No, Rich oh. Slayton. Yeah. No, it's not Rich. <laughs> uh, my buddy Johnny B. What's up, dude? And uh, Joey Zaza tweets. Thanks so much for supporting me and uh, my Twitter and online presence. Uh, the Maker Moreno, R Macy, Random Weasel. Great fucking Twitter name, bro. What's up? <laughs> Of course, haven't said it. What's up in a while to my buddy Green Machine. I hope you're still doing good, buddy. And uh, who else do I got here? At Mo, uh, Milito Rob. Yeah, I think I said that right. Milito Rob. At Doyle Chandler. And at Knock the Pulsa. I'm so sorry, you guys. Listen. Some of you guys got weird Twitter <laughs> handles, and not to mention Twitter handles. There's no spaces; everything's all bunched together, so you gotta figure out which words it is. So, um, pardon me for fucking it up, but uh, just know I'm thinking about you, and I appreciate all you guys. And I hope you uh, subscribe and continue listening to the podcast, or, or at least give me feedback, or, or keep just keeping in touch. What's up? So sorry, Dewey. Not much, man. Gonna go hit an open mic after this. Let's do it. You got any? What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to Parishioner's Podcast. That was probably a uh, abrupt and awkward stop there. I apologize. There was a little bit of uh, technical difficulties in the audio, and uh, for some reason the recorder just stopped. And don't worry, you didn't uh, miss anything. We pretty much just ended right there, um, besides just plugging like upcoming shows that we had. So I will do that now. So Jose Sardui is going to be performing with the GIs of Comedy at uh, Levity Live Oxnard. If you guys um, are in the area, Los Angeles County, Ventura County, anywhere near Oxnard, I recommend going to watch him. He's really funny. Uh, the GIs of Comedy, that's uh, all comedians that it were or are still in the military and perform for the troops. And uh, that's just a really cool club. you got Copper Blues next door for a late night drink and some mu- live music afterwards. And... And that that big view brand that big brand new beautiful uh, comedy club theater it's just awesome the food there is really good so um, he's gonna be there with the GIs of comedy at Levity Live in Oxnard uh, November eleventh or just keep in touch with Jose at uh, it's uh, Instagram and Twitter at Jose Sardui you can see the correct spelling there uh, just right here on the uh, title of this podcast and i will be at flappers this coming sunday that is uh flappers comedy club in burbank if you're in the los angeles county at all just you know just come on over to uh flappers in burbank and say hello to me um i'm on this show with a bunch of other great comics i'm gonna be doing 15 minutes myself and um it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i really like would like to uh see some people from the podcast out there and uh, it's a Sunday show, starts at 7.30, and we'll get you out of there early, too. I'll have you home at a decent hour. So thanks so much, you guys. I hope I see you there. Also, if you're in the Phoenix area, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona, at the House of Comedy on uh, November 8th through the 12th. So that's uh, Wednesday, Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and one show Sunday. 
and uh, so that's in Phoenix, Arizona, and I hope uh, I get to meet some parishioners, listeners out there at that uh, location come, so if you're in the Phoenix area, come say what's up. I hope I see you guys there. Thanks for listening to Parishioners Podcast, and I'll see you next time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.